Okay. Hey. Hello. <laughs> we are here. Did it. Made it. We did it. We're here. We can hear each other. We got kids napping and playing and doing all the things, right? It's a win. Yes. So we've been talking about this confident process and I asked Brittany to come and be here with me today. One, because uh, why wouldn't I want to just hang out if I can't hang out with you in person? Right. <laughs> um, let's let's spend however much time we want on a podcast episode. But no, like, so I wanted Brittany to be here because I've been kind of asking behind the scenes some confident talk leading to bigger things and um the big question from a lot of women is like, what is that confident process? And Brittany was the one that was like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts to it. There's a lot of little parts to it. And what is always described as like, just do it. You just go, <laughs> um, just wake up tomorrow. And like, this is me. This is this, this is this new person. Um, and so I love that you, you, like, she was so passionate that she's like, no, this is going to multiple voice memos. <laughs> and I could just hear like the fire in you of you're like, no, women need to know this part. <laughs> right. We can't miss this part. Yeah. I want to go back though, of like, before there was a confident Brittany, what was, what was the previous version not even previous, because there's like the middle area. So like, when we very first connected, we very first started working together. Can you paint us even like a a visual, a really clear understanding of who you were like who, who she was so that people can understand confident wasn't even part of your vocabulary? Oh, no. No, not even in the stratosphere of vocabulary. Um, you know, back when I joined our loving Team Courageous, I was just this wallflower who stood back. I didn't participate. I would come on the Zoom calls and, and things like that, but you would never hear from me. I would always be muted. I would always be distracted. I would come in and out because... You know, I was a married single mother. I did not have help. I didn't have a husband who was supportive of me bettering myself, me becoming somebody who who should, he should have been proud to be with. Um, I was the person who had the children and who took care of the children and made sure he had dinner on the table, mm. you know, and occasionally lay down in bed and let him do his thing. And, and that was that. I wasn't any more than a placeholder at all, ever. And through our team and, I mean, simple, you know, just showing up and doing our workouts yeah, and having other women around that were supportive and would cheer me on no matter what really started to push things in a direction of like, wow, like I'm, I'm worthy of more than this. You know, I, I can do things like, I don't need to just sit here and be just this, like I can be more. 
And it was kind of like there were, even if it was just a distraction, right? Even if it was like, you know, all that is the behind the scenes. You knew all of that was the life that you were a part of and that you felt stuck in. But in those moments where there was community, in those moments where there was someone to talk to, someone to sit on Zoom with, someone to just like be outside of yourself with, it was like, okay, this is just a nice, simple distraction. Yeah. But then you had that rough transition of like, I remember that it was like you would stay on for hours, right? If we, if I could, if we all could, it was like that feeling in my heart of like, oh, she has to go back to all that chaos. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I would carry my laptop around the house Mm. I needed to do with the kids and everything just to not have to get off that Zoom call. Yeah. And just for anybody who doesn't know, so Team Courageous, a sisterhood that was created in 2013, 99% of the women that came into this community and into this, you know, place of like... I'm going to come in, there's transformations happening. I'm going to come and lose weight. Um, you know, in an organization, a team within Beachbody of getting healthy, 99% of these women actually weren't coming to lose weight, but it was a nice little entry ticket. Right. Without knowing it. Or without knowing it, without knowing what we were going to come away with from this team, you know, we all came starting, oh, we're going to lose weight. We're going to get fit. That's all this is. That's not all this was. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned like your days of just feeling like being a placeholder, but it was like when you would have those thoughts of, is this really it? Did it take you time to even get to that thought? Were you so convinced that like, well, I have, we have a family and you know, this is just it. So did it even take you time to even start questioning, is this really it? Oh, absolutely. Years. Wow. It took me to even get to a point where I could even fantasize about an idea where this wasn't it. And it was pure fantasy. I didn't ever think I would get out. I didn't ever think that my life would be more. I didn't ever think that I was ever going to be able to be more than his wife. And as you just started kind of making a little part of your days about yourself, talking with other women, little shifts started happening. Like, is this really it? Right. It, it gave me, especially, you know, especially once I got to the point where I started to see changes in my body and then me seeing the changes in my body left led to changes in my confidence level and something clicked one day and I have, I was feeling so great. It was probably a day that you had shared a transformation picture. <laughs> and he was so threatened mm. by my confidence. The fight was out of this world. Because he could see me stepping outside of this little bubble that he wanted me in. Mm. And that made him very uncomfortable. And you were like, 
I've been very uncomfortable for years and I don't want to be uncomfortable anymore. (laughs) Like this, this is a feeling I could get used to, you know? And, but then you have, what did you do in this battle of, do I shrink back down? Because I know that if, when I was heavier, he, I mean, he wasn't great, but he was fine. There was, there wasn't conflict as much. Do I shrink back down? And I just had, I mean, I wanted, I felt at the time that I wanted to keep my family, but I wasn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go back that far. Yeah. I couldn't keep going down this road. Um, and then, you know, honestly, the further I went in one direction, the further he went in another. Yeah. You know, and the more that, I would go outside of him, you know, just in activities and talking to the girls, right. You know, starting businesses, the more I went outside of him and relying on him in that factor, the more my marriage went in the opposite direction. Right. And, you know, that was the healthy choice of once you started to see it, you couldn't unsee it. No. Right. Like once people that genuinely cared about you were like, wait, what? He's doing what? Right. And I mean, I tried to shut that down. I would, I would defend him to the death. Yeah. Excuse after excuse after excuse. There was probably, and you being one of these people, there was only a very small amount of people that even knew a quarter of what was happening. Right. Because you were trying to protect, you know, the kid's father and protect that that's, that was your husband. Exactly. And so in that vulnerability, what would you say some of those little steps, because that's one of the big things that you came to me sharing recently. Um, Now, just for people to understand, this is now three years Years. of a life change that... You a hundred percent, let's a thousand percent were like, this is impossible. It, yeah. Okay. It worked for that girl. Awesome. I'm happy for her. You know, you yeah. were so genuinely happy for other people and you're like, good for her. That really took a lot of strength. But what were some of those little steps that you started taking where maybe you got a sense of like, maybe I am as strong as her. Right. Um, You know, I think one of the biggest things is I, you know, did start that t-shirt company and to see how, how I was good at something besides Mm. being a mom, being a wife, you know, I, I could do that. And I was not bad at it and, and made a pretty successful business out of it. Mm -hmm. Then I think my biggest, the biggest turnaround for me was watching my kids, you know, and at that point I only had two girls And I remember waking up one day going, gosh, what would I do if they married somebody like him? What am I going to do if someday they date somebody like him? How can I show them? Mm. What, what do I, how do I do this? This is not okay anymore. They deserve more. And because they deserve more, I'm their mom. I deserve more. Right. Like who else is going to show them that? Exactly. And it's, it's 
I heard this morning and it, I wasn't even thinking about like the topic that we were going to talk about, but I heard someone share this morning, like we didn't come into this world being like, I deserve to be bottle fed or I deserve to have your boob in my mouth. I deserve, I deserve to have my diaper changed. I deserve some yummy first bananas. Like <laughs> over time, people have taught us like, well, you don't deserve that. You didn't work hard enough for this. Right. Or, okay, you worked hard. You deserve that. It's like, once we really start realizing that, like, we're capable and we have, we have this, like, I want this, you know, it's like you reach this place in your life where you're like, I want happiness for myself and I want happiness for these girls. And if my two daughters were to come to me and tell me this is what their husband repeatedly continues to do, would you really be like, well, stick it out? Right. I would never, I would never in a million years. So why am I going to show them through my actions that to be treated that way is okay. I'm not. Right. And a lot of women can't connect those two dots, which, I mean, it says a lot that you allowed yourself to realize that is the fact of the matter that's happening. That is exactly what you would have continued to show them. And I think it's just um, denial, right? Like a lot of mothers don't want to accept that, wow, I am really teaching them to be treated this way and that this is okay. This is what love is. So now that it's been three years, what, what kind of shifts do you see with the girls and with yourself and like conversations or just energy in the home oh there's just so much freedom I mean just last night you know no tv on we're in the kitchen all four of us are making dinner together the music is blasting we're dancing around the kitchen we're laughing my house is a godforsaken less. yeah there's so much love and laughter and happiness and joy inside of this home and there is no more walking on eggshells there is no more being scared of a reaction there is no more wondering when this other shoe is going to drop because no matter what drops we are a team they're young but they will do every anything and everything we help each other we work together There is no waiting for another shoe to drop because there's nothing that we can't handle. And there's nothing that I won't do to give them the life that that they deserve and to have the confidence and the love that they deserve and show them how to continue to grow these skills and just be these fearless women and this fearless little boy that deserve the world. And if somebody's not going to give you that, Yes. Then, then bless and release. You don't have to hate anybody. You don't have to be cruel, but you mm-hmm. need to give that person your time and attention any longer. They do not get to occupy space in your life unless they can love you like you deserve to be loved. And like you just said, like if someone else isn't going to give it, I think what else you are you are also the proof of if somebody isn't going to give that to you, someone else isn't going to be that in your life, you go be it. Yes, exactly. They have seen me in the last three years go from, I mean, I brought home my son in the middle of a pandemic after a crazy pregnancy. 
a NICU stay, um, coming home to being evacuated from our home in the middle of a fire. Gosh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. They saw me go through that with as much grace as possible. And they saw that the people who loved us were there. Mm-hmm. And then they've seen me, especially in this last year of my life, they've seen me create the life that I want for us. And it's us doing it for us. I, you know, I've dated since my divorce and it hasn't ended well or it hasn't gone well, but they have been able to see how I've handled it. And when that person wasn't what we deserved in our life and was following old patterns, Mm. that was, we, we couldn't continue. Yeah. You know, they've seen me learn how to love myself and be confident in my skin Mm. and happy and smile and have joy just purely for existing wow look around me and see the joy that that I can bring myself just by becoming who I know I'm capable of being and doing it myself because there was always something a little nudge a little tiniest little bit that was like I think that I think I can be happier. I think that I can be treated better, but it wasn't this like escaping to go try to find this other person to do this and fill this void. No, it was like, I want, I want to escape this. Like you said, I mean, the scared of scared of the reaction, scared of um, like firsthand being able to watch the joy in in your eyes as much joy as there was at that time in your life early on you know the girls are young um and seeing just a little bit of sparkle in your eyes we're talking we're laughing you know maybe we got like one daughter down for a nap so then it's just like you were mommying to you know one and so we're talking and we're on zoom and then all of a sudden watching your eyes as that clock passed and as the time passed and okay, I got to, I got to get this house in order. I got to do this. I, and just that fear come over you and knowing that that is something that is felt in a household. Gosh, it was miserable. It's just, yeah. To think back and to think where we are now versus, you know, three, four years ago and that dread and that constant panic and that constant stress level, it was just miserable. And I hate that, you know, that they, I, you know, I'm glad that the girls got to see it because they see what it is now, Mm. but I'm so glad that they were young enough that they really won't remember a time. Right. One of the things that's not really comforting to hear, but I would love to hear your perspective on it and the, the truth in it. And also the light at the end of the tunnel is that, um, it does get worse before it gets better. Yes. It, and, you know, I wouldn't, it got a lot worse because divorce is ugly. You know, divorce brings out the absolute positive worst in a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a unique situation. Well, I guess not super unique, but um, that my ex-husband was dating before we had even separated and immediately moved in with that woman. 
and was forcing my children to call her mom and, and all of these things and things got very ugly. And a side of me came out that I didn't like. Um, but, and I was still, you know, that fear, that anxiety of, gosh, what is he going to do now? Yeah. And, you know, I scared to death of him having the kids before there was a court order. Cause is he going to bring them back? Mm. You know, the, having to feeling like I had failed because I was back living at home with my mom. Um, you know, you took 20 million steps back to get back on your feet and to feel just even human again, to, you know, feel like you're more than just the shell of a person that's left. I, I remember just breaking down one night and being like, gosh, if I would have just kept my mouth shut, Mm. would have just been quiet I would still have my family. How different is that thought now? Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh, I'm like, I'm mouthier than ever now. <laughs> you want me to be quiet? No. <laughs> I have things to say. And my opinion matters. And I am just so full of life and joy in a way that I don't feel like I've ever been now. And a second ago, you said, you know, it, it felt like taking 20 steps back. And if you remember a year ago, as we set in, I guess, at this point, over a year ago, we'll just yeah. say 2022. Um, gosh, was it? Yeah, early 2022. Yeah. We sat there in, you know, doing one-on-one work together. And you had mentioned those, you know, 20 steps back and, and going backwards in life now at this point. Do you feel like those were steps back or can you actually say now that they were steps forward? They were where you are now. They were definitely steps forward because if going back would have meant staying where I was taking those steps back and feeling like those were, if I would have gone backwards, I would have never left my marriage. Right. I would have stayed in this life of, uh, I would say I would have stayed in that marriage that was miserable and I would have, you'd be miserable. And I would have raised miserable children. Mm. And it's like, I remember sitting and just talking, you know, through one-on-one coaching and talking about like, because of the conditioning in our minds, because of the conditioning of the world, it's like, oh no, moving back home with mom, you're taking steps backwards. This is a loser step. And that's a conditioning. That's this like brainwashing in our mind and really when you, now you're able to step back and, and really say like, no, those were really vulnerable, brave ass steps forward that it took a grown woman to be like, hey, mom, we need your help. Right. Because I can't do this anymore and I'm choosing not to do this anymore. It's going to be temporary. Yeah. And it was two years. We lived at home with my mom for two years. And I can honestly say that I'm so incredibly thankful for those two years. Those two years, number one, my kids have a relationship with my mom that can never be replicated, can never be replaced. They have a closeness that will live with them for the rest of their lives. During the most healing time for you, you know, you got to feel safe and you got to feel supported while they felt safe and supported. 
And yet we can have that first like surface opinion of like, no, that means I'm taking steps backwards. But would you now call, call that step um, one of those little steps or one of those big steps that it took to become where you are? Being able to, you know, fall back to that and, and go home and, and be in that safety net. That was the big step that Mm -hmm. was moving from the home that we had shared together and going back and going back to the people that I had, I had shoved away for the six years of my marriage because he, because they were showing me what was wrong in my marriage, you know? So to be able to go back to those people and be met with open arms and be like, what do you need? Mm. How can we help you? get back on your feet. What can we do to help move you forward? What, what do we need to do? Do you need to take kids for an hour? What, what's going on? You know, what would you say to the woman that right now she just immediately in her head was like, well, I don't have support like that. See, I, you have more than you think you do. I never thought that I did because I had been conditioned to believe that these people didn't love me because they weren't the biggest fans of my marriage. They felt and they knew what was happening in my home. And because they knew and because of their opinion of my marriage and of my husband at the time, my ex-husband didn't want to be around them. And therefore you know, not forced me, but there were consequences, you know, if I did spend time with them. So almost like you don't really know the support you you have, you ask, and you don't know until you're put in this situation where you're like, okay, I need, I need a place to live Mm -hmm. and I need to get my kids out of this situation. And I was very fortunate that we were able to stay with my mom as long as we did Um, And some people might not have that, but even to have six months of somebody to help you stand back up on your two feet. Yeah. Oh gosh. But most importantly, that was you. Most importantly, you made that decision that day. um, I believe it was what one of your daughter's birthday parties or official birthday. I was, I, gosh, we were doing a Super Bowl birthday party and I was pregnant with my son, my daughter, gosh, Taylor was, it was her second birthday, third birthday. And everything hit the fan. Mm. Everything hit the fan. And it was like, I'll figure it out. Yep. If you want to go, go. I remember right before I was very, very, very pregnant. And my uh, ex-brother-in-law came to the house and he said, do you want your husband back? Because if you want your husband back, I don't care what he wants. He's coming home. And I stopped and I thought about it. And I was like, gosh, do I? I mean, he's telling me he'll bring him home. Wow. And it was, and then I just looked at him. I said, no, I don't. I don't want it back. And the release began. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a moment where it was like, okay, we will figure it out. So confident was nowhere in your mind, in your thoughts. And no, these little steps of 
I'll do a little bit of this. I'll try this. Okay. Maybe if, maybe I'm going to lose some weight, maybe that will make me feel better. Right. Maybe this, like these helpful things, but also some of them kind of numbing bigger problems. Yes. Yeah. And this unraveling process begins to happen. And that grittiness in the middle is where so much of that confidence is built. Like, wow, I did this. Yeah. Finding a way, you know, a not, you know, there were times where yes, failure happened and, and we took steps back, but complete failure was never an option. They had me and that was, that was it. And so I could lay in bed and cry and freak out and stress out all I wanted at night. But during the day, we found a way and we mm-hmm. took steps forward and asked for help, which I am horrible at. Yeah. So <laughs> horrible at asking for help. But, you know, sometimes you just have to swallow that pride. Yes. Fall on that sword and just Fall. here I am. Yep. So those are those are big steps, right? Yeah. Like falling on the sword, asking for help. In that moment when you messaged me the other day and you were like, don't forget, like it is about all those little steps too. It's God. about the process. Like yeah. what was like roaring out of your heart in that moment when you were like, these little things, the little things. Um, I remember taking my kids on a day trip to the beach and it was just me and my kids and the ability the little step of making the decision that, okay, okay, we can do this. We're going to do this and getting them in the car and, and for the first time ever taking them somewhere like that alone and just spending the day on the beach with my kids. There was, it wasn't, we didn't spend any money. We (laughs) drove there and drove back, but the freedom to be able to do that, to have nobody to tell me no. That was a little step in a, in a direction to boost my confidence, you know, and then especially in this last year, since we had our one-on-ones, we did a lot of big work and we worked on a lot of big problems. And in the last year, since we've done our work, it's been little things where, you know, I'll go out and I'll have dinner by myself while my kids are gone. Yes. I will. I've learned to have the confidence to be able to enjoy the time my kids are gone. It doesn't fill me with such dread and anxiety any longer. Um, the, the phone calls, you know, when, when I see his name pop up on my phone, it doesn't give me a panic attack anymore because he can't control me. He has no power over what I do anymore or how I do it he has no power over my life in any capacity. He is my children's father and I respect him as such. Um, I don't, I don't want him out of their life unless he decides that he's not going to be in it. They deserve to have a father who loves them and he does love them. I don't doubt that in any capacity, but he can't touch me anymore. Mm. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Because you really had to, how old were you when you separated? 30? I'm 30, I'll be 36 in March. So 32, 33. So you were early thirties and learning how to use your voice. 
yes. for the first time. Yeah. Learning how to tap into that capability, like that, yeah. that rush of that feeling that you just explained when you were like, I made the decision that we were going to go to the beach and that we were going to go and have fun and take this trip. And it was like to, to, to one person, it could be like, well, that's like every day. Right. But to another person, it's like, wait, you left the house. Right. You like, you didn't ask, you didn't make sure that was okay. Was dinner still ready? Like all these, you were like, I'm not coming home to make you dinner. Dinner's not going to be on the table. Like we are literally getting happy meals. Yep. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah. While we're out with the kids. Yes. Little steps. Play in the yard, especially during the summertime until they just fall asleep where they're standing. I love it. Hey, they won't get a bath every night and that's okay. You know, I don't have to ask permission anymore to be the mom I want to be or to even be the woman I want to be. I have booked myself five concerts for this year so far. I have booked a week long trip to Florida. Like I don't have to ask permission anymore and I will never put myself in a position to have to ever again. I have to ask my bank account permission. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So you shared a little bit about like the feelings of where you are now. And also you mentioned how it felt before, like you were living in misery and that's painting it softly for people. Yeah. Um, It was so chaotic for you. It was so brutal. I mean, I just remember how quick those tears could come Mm. and just this need of release. And it was like to be able to try to virtually hug someone and feeling like you just can't, you know? Um, So it's like, it's so clear where that was. And, And maybe to some people three years ago sounds like a long time, but we all know how fast it goes. And mm. the fact that for these three years, it's been about this healing process. It's been about who you truly are. It's tapping into this capability um, without putting this pressure on yourself of like proving, but just it's simply improving. Right. Improving and feeling better about your life now. So we kind of have a little gist of like, what the days in the backyard and getting dirty and having fun and being able to um, not have that mom guilt when it's not your days. And you're like, I'm literally just going to lay here in my bed naked and read a book. Yep. Um, I'm going to lay here and scroll. I'm going to book a concert. I'm going to, um, but also I want to know who else, like what else is Brittany doing now in this happy place? You know, I running, I, so I'm a massage therapist now and running my own business and learning how to run it how I want and to be the business owner I want, you know, uh, I'm not your typical massage therapist and that goes everywhere into my life. I'm not your typical mom. I'm not, you know, a typical single woman. I'm not, you know. I, at this point in my life, I, I have the ability to feed myself, finance myself and fuck myself. And if, if you hey. do that better than me at this point, then 
I don't, I don't need you. I don't want it. No, but <laughs> I, you know, I would love at some point to share this with somebody, but I'm, I'm never, I'm at a point in my life where I'm never going to be beholden to anybody or anything ever again. I need like a bell that I can ring or like a, another hand to clap. It's like, I can't hold a microphone and clap and ring. I need, I'm buying a bell. Damn it. I'm going to buy a bell that just hangs above my desk. And anytime there's just like the statement of the episode, I need to like ring the bell. Like I need a bell. Right there. Oh my gosh. If you can't do it better than me, I don't want it. I don't want it. I you don't, don't need it. You know, I don't need it. Like my life now is, is just so full of happiness. So full of happiness. My days are filled with clients that I adore. I, my, my life is really no less chaotic than it's ever been, but it's chaotic in the absolute best way. The way you chose for it to be chaotic, not out of your control. No. Right. It's like, no. I chose this beautiful life and yeah. the chaos that it consists of is, is joyful, is busy. It's good, busy. It's safe. It's not walking on eggshells. Nope. And I mean, let's go back like five minutes and just be like, hello, shout out to this mom and this wife that had no identity None. other than those titles. You know, your words were, I was a placeholder. And three years later, you have owned two businesses or is it three? (laughs) Right. Yeah, two, two. Two businesses, um, partially a third, right? Like in the community. um, Two businesses entirely yours and went through massage school, has a beautiful clientele that as you moved into a new, your, your new studio that you're now in, they're like, yeah, we're coming. Yeah. We're following you. (laughs) We're not, you don't get rid of us. (laughs) And the best part about it is going through this process, just kind of on the sidelines with you a little bit with this big jump of, you know, career and Hey, I want to do this. One of the things that you said was like, no matter what I do though, I need to do it authentically to me. And I'm not going to be in the shadow of somebody else or of many other people, I need to own doing it my way. Mm-hmm. Let it be known. Only a confident woman can do that. Right. Only a confident woman. That's like, you might not like it, but I know my intention. And if the intention is good and I'm a good human, I'm going to do it this way and trust that these beautiful clients that I get are going to love having their worlds rocked by me. Right. And I think with the intention at, you know, at this point is as I've grown in this last year, not only do I know what my intention is and, and, and all of these things, but I know what my worth is now. Mm. And I know that this business and this life that I'm going to, that I'm building and that I will continue to build is just, it's worth every single penny it's worth every single setback it's worth every single moment I spent in that marriage miserable and sad and alone to get where I am now 
you literally took the words out of my mouth. That's what I wanted to ask you. Like, (laughs) is it worth it? Was it worth it to get to where you are? Would you tell her it's worth it? Do it. Yes. With, without pause. I do not regret any of that time that I spent in my marriage. I don't. I learned how capable I was and how strong I was through that situation. And I was able to break a cycle that would have just continued with my children. Mm. And there is no point in time would I go back and change anything. What would you tell a woman that right now feels like maybe it is possible? Like where the heck, how do I just start? How do I try to get any type of confidence? How do I, I can't get from A to Z right now. How can I get from A to B? Right. Don't, yeah. Don't focus on this giant goal. You can have an idea of what your life wants to look at, look like, but what's the one thing that you can do today? that can put a smile on your face and bring joy into your heart? Is it driving around in your car, belting music at the top of your lungs? Is it going out and lifting some heavy weights because it'll give you some endorphins and give you a boost? What is it that can just bring you up one small level, one piece at a time? Mm -hmm. Book the nosebleed concert because you can go and not have to spend a ton of money but doing that will bring you joy. Go sit at a bar and have a beer or a glass of wine on your own and not give a shit about what anybody thinks about you sitting alone. So freaking good. So good. (laughs) I just like, I know that people listening don't understand fully like, oh, how it feels for me to hear you say these things. And if for those of you guys that don't know Brittany that will listen, like there is no more raw, real, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like never in a million years would Brittany ever say nothing would come out of her mouth that she is not wholeheartedly like standing firm on. And nothing is like, oh, this will be fun. Or, you know, it's there's no airy unicorn like fluffy (laughs) cotton candy coming out of this woman okay like it is like just this beautiful dirty powerful this is who I am this is my mouth and to hear you be able to speak these words so confidently and so authentic of like this is where I really am now Yeah. And to trust that and to know it. I know it with every part of my being. Like when you say it, I can feel it and know it. And it it radiates out of you. And we know so well what used to radiate out, right? Like from the moment that we met within um, weeks, within months, I was trying to push you out of these comfort zones. And it's like, if we could go back and look at photos where I'm like, go do this and go have this. And, um, and then you just pop in like the other day and you're like, here, here's a stack of photos I took for you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yes. Oh, and it just is 
this is what it's about. Yes. This is what it's about. And this is the actual becoming confident, the process, the, the grittiness, the, it's not about arriving. It's not about, it's like, we're always going to be, we, I hate to say the word should, but cause it's like a shooting all over ourselves, right. but we, we have the power, we have the capability and the want of more confidence, more capability. So it's not this arriving, but it's no. like another level of grittiness. Yeah. Cause I'm not done. Yeah. I'm another not- level of like w- when we're on next year and you're like, Yep. And now I have like these employees and now I book a, you know, annual trip and I go here and the girls do this and my son does this and that growth that is possible that three years ago, Brittany was like, that's really awesome for her. Right. I'm really, I'm so happy for her. That's really awesome. The, the tone, the realness of the, that message, you know, the, the things that you would share, like, you meant it. And that's what you felt. You always were the woman that was so genuinely happy for that growth in other women, other women and the strive for more. But it was like, well, that's not going to work for my life. No, I never thought it was possible. Never. And you just started taking A to B steps and C and D. Yeah. So good. A to Z was too, it was too far forward thinking. And it was too much of a fantasy to think that I could get from there to here. Too scary. It was way scary. Seems impossible. I was like, okay. I had dreams. Sure. I had hopes and, and things that I wanted, but even I could have never imagined where I am now on day one. I could have never dreamed this. I'm putting you on the spot with this, but I know that you love me and trust me. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot, but if there is a woman that listens to this and wants to send you a message on Instagram, are you okay with that? Absolutely. Reach out. I, um, I, I would love to talk to anybody who is in a similar situation, who is trying to get out of a situation, anybody. Oh, I'm open to all of them. So good. I will leave all your information in the notes, but just in case, um, share here, where can these powerful women that maybe don't know yet how powerful they are, where can they find you online? Um, so I am on Instagram. My public profile is probably the easiest way. And that's my business profile. And that's Renegade Therapeutic. Um, and I check it very regularly and I'm very responsive. Um, so reach out to me. I would love to talk and and help you know that you can do it. It may seem impossible and it may seem like something that you'll never be able to accomplish, but I'm telling you right now, it's so possible. It is Mm. so incredibly possible and your dreams are worth every second of it. And being a single mother is better than being a married single mother. Mm. Oh, Britt, thank you so much for your heart today and just full out being here. Yes. And really so happy sharing the steps. Yeah. Yes. Because so- life is waiting on the other side. Yeah. It's waiting for you. It's like one of the things I remember we used to say is like, 
you're going to reach this place where you're like, I wish I wouldn't have waited so long. Right. (laughs) Right. And you're like, oh, you know, but then it's like, there's the whole trusting process and and time, but it's like knowing that you will wholeheartedly have this moment in your life where you're like, gosh, why did I wait so long? Right. And let that motivate you to be like, so if that's literally a thought in your mind, that's your desire that there's proof of a whole other life that's waiting. Yes. Because it's like, oh, it's right there. Well, thank you. I'm so happy that we did this. And oh, it's so good. We get to do it again and share the continued growth and joy and life that has happened and continues to happen. So I can't wait. And I, I'm sure some really, really powerful women are going to be reaching out and getting to hear from you and, and be guided and supported. So thank you, Britt. Thank you, Corrine. All right. Bye. Bye.